This episode is brought to you by the awesome folks who support me on Patreon. A big shout out to my multi tier supporters, Terence C, St. Peaches, Earl B, and Christina N. Moving on to the Tao tier, I want to express my gratitude to Bonkers and Carlu C. And last but not least, a massive thank you goes out to the incredible supporters of the Anito tier. Viren A, Jordan, Roman J, Philip, Mona, and Luna, Hannah, Diwatahan, and Brizzo. To all my wonderful supporters, thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this podcast happen. And if you, my dear listeners, if you want to help support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod and choose the tier that fits your interest. Your support means the world to me and I can't wait to have you on board. Mabuhay and welcome to Tabi Tabi Podcast, a show where we explore the fascinating and often mysterious folklore of the Philippines. I am your host, Ethan. Hi, thanks for joining me today. Another week, another new episode. I hope you had a wonderful week, and thanks for making Tabi Tabi Podcast a part of your week. Well, that was redundant. Alright, it's the rainy season and December is finally here. A few more weeks and it's going to be Christmas. I know for sure a lot of people are going to be pressured to buy gifts, but just a simple reminder, the gifts don't need to break the bank or it doesn't even need to be fancy. Keep it simple and heartfelt, and I'm sure the person you're gifting it to will appreciate your effort. And yeah, with that said, why don't we get on with today's episode? So settle in my dear listeners, and let's begin. Imagine this. For some reason, you found yourself in some murky water, everything all quiet and eerie. You look around, trying to assess your situation, when a pair of eyes pop up out of nowhere, and you realize there's something else in the water with you. Then, it hits you. Those eyes, yes, they belong to a crocodile. Panic sets in as the water explodes and this ancient beast's massive jaw snaps shut like lightning. What was once a peaceful scene became a full-blown survival showdown. Now you're smack in the middle of a wild fight for your life against one of nature's toughest creatures, the crocodile. Crocodiles are often perceived as formidable aquatic predators. They strategically hide in various habitats to secure their prey. They commonly lurk near the water's edge, utilizing their ability to float passively or remain motionless. Crocodiles are predominantly nocturnal and spend much of their time in the water, exhibiting unique behaviors in capturing prey with a sideways movement of their muzzles and using stealth on land. Unfortunately, and obviously, encounters with crocodiles can turn fatal, leading to incidents where people have lost their lives. Crocodile attacks on humans are common in regions where large crocodilians coexist with human populations. According to discoverwildlife.com, around 1,000 people are killed each year, with the actual numbers potentially higher due to underreporting, especially in remote and politically unstable areas. Southeast Asia and Australia record the majority of these attacks. 
Example, the Nile crocodile, a man-eating species, lives near human populations leading to more frequent contact. A study suggests an annual range of 275 to 745 attacks by Nile crocodiles with a 63% fatality rate happens. Saltwater crocodiles cause around 30 attacks annually with a 50% fatality rate. And one of the deadliest incidents involving crocodile attacks occurred during the Battle of Ramri Island in 1945, where Imperial Japanese Army soldiers faced devastating casualties. In the Philippines, crocodile attacks involving Philippine crocodiles have been observed. GolfNews.com reported on an incident in October of this year in which a crocodile attacked a 71-year-old man named Oyong Miranda while swimming in a river in Bataraza, Palawan. The incident occurred around 5.30 p.m. on a Tuesday evening and involved the crocodile inflicting bites on Miranda's leg and body. Miranda manages to break free from the crocodile's jaws, but the community remains on edge, knowing that the crocodile is still at large. Village officials have issued a precautionary alert to residents, particularly children, urging them to avoid swimming in the river that flows through their community. Bataraza, located at the southernmost tip of Palawan Island, is known for its wild crocodile population. Meaning, crocodile attacks are not uncommon in our country, with previous incidents involving saltwater crocodiles as well. Like for example, in November 2018, a fisherman in Palawan died in a crocodile attack. Another one example is a male student was attacked by a 7-foot crocodile in October 2018. And for some reason, I always thought, that we just had the typical crocodiles found elsewhere in the world as well. I thought that the crocodile that we had in the Philippines are the same ones that are found in other countries as well. However, I did not think that we also have this unique species known as the Philippine crocodile. What are Philippine crocodiles? According to Animalia.bio, Philippine crocodiles are historically indigenous throughout the islands of the Philippines, including the Lupiri, Luzon, Mindoro, Samar, Polo, Masbate, Negros, Busuanga, and Mindanao. It is now limited to the north of Luzon and the southwest of the Mindanao Islands. This species makes its home on estuarine and coastal shores, and most of their habitat is in freshwater areas and may include ponds, marshes, and small rivers. Now, you must be wondering, well, why is Ethan suddenly bringing up crocodiles? Well, there's a good reason for that. It's because, surprisingly, there's a creature in Philippine folklore that is said to have the ability to tame these crocodiles and make them attack humans for a meal. This creature goes by the name Agalon Hayopan. The name Agalon suggests mastery or leadership, while Hayop translates to animals. Meaning, this creature is said to be the master of the animal kingdom or just a master of a certain animal they were able to tame, and in this case, just the crocodiles. The Agalon Hayopan is said to originate in Bicol. 
The creature is said to dwell in forests near rivers abundant with crocodiles, spanning regions such as Albay, Camarines Sur, Camarines Norte, Catanduanes, Masbate, and Sorsogon. It is also said that Agalon Hayopan is another type of aswang who, unlike more active, aggressive aswangs who hunt for victims directly, the Agalon Hayopan uses an interesting technique. Now, I've talked about aswangs before, but if you are new here, aswang is like a catch-all term for all sorts of shape-shifting weird creatures in Philippine folklore. We are talking about vampires, ghouls, witches, creatures that suck out your insides or your intestines, and those weird human-animal mix thing which is like a version of ours like werewolf but we don't have a wolf so we're using were dogs or were cats or pigs so they are said to be an aswang although according to the research that i did the agalon hayopan is considered an inactive aswang inactive because when they crave for human flesh when they are hungry, rather than hunting for food themselves, they employ the help of crocodiles. That's why the Agalon Hayopan established their homes by the riverbank, strategically positioning themselves in areas where crocodiles are plentiful so they can tame them and use them when they are hungry and they are in need of food. Yes, you heard that right. They employ the help of crocodiles. But how? While it wasn't specified in any books how they can tame them, it is thought that these type of aswangs create an odd friendship with crocodiles after choosing life by the river. They grow and nurture these fearsome animals as dedicated servants, ready to do their bidding. And when the aswangs desire for human flesh grow strong for a day or they are hungry, they give commands to their crocodile companions, instructing them to carry out the heinous task of killing unsuspecting people in the riverbanks. Do they communicate with these crocodiles through a crocodilian language or human language or do they use their mind to communicate with these creatures? Unfortunately, these are the questions that are plaguing my mind, but I don't have any answer. So, let's leave it at that. However, going back, the crocodile, after forming a friendly relationship with the lazy aswang, goes into the water when an unfortunate human happens to be swimming or relaxing. The method involves the crocodiles biting the victim's leg and dragging them into the water, leading to the victim's demise through drowning or the wounds inflicted during the attack. And where is the Agalon Hayopan while the crocodile attacks this unfortunate person? Well, in a chillingly detached manner, the Agalon Hayopan sits and observes as its pets carry out the assault. I would assume that they either sit perched in trees or nestled in bushes, and they wait patiently, observing the entire ordeal until the horrific attack is done. And once the murder is done, the crocodiles return the victim's remains to the Aswang's lair, and in this case, to the Agalon Hayopan's lair or their house, because 
they still look like ordinary humans that live in ordinary human house. The only difference is they have an appetite for human flesh. The Agalon Hayopan would then proceed to consume the deceased or they could sometimes bring them to their home, meaning they could consume the dead person in the place where they were hiding because once again I said that the crocodiles would return the victim's remains to them, right? So they could either do that or they could bring it back to their home. Because in a very bizarre twist, this creature can also have a family. And what do we do if we have a family? Of course, we are thinking about their well-being and how we are going to feed them. And in this case, the Agalon Hayopan would occasionally cook the victim's remains like ordinary people. Imagine the Agalon Hayopan cooking adobo or sinigang or any other Filipino delicacies, substituting animal meat for human flesh. So, how are we going to protect ourselves against these creatures? Well, encountering an Agalon Hayopan would probably leave people feeling pretty helpless because, truth be told, there's no known trick to prevent yourself from being attacked by this creature. Although, if we are going to consider the Agalon Hayopan's nature as an aswang, then maybe the general aswang repellent, aka garlic, buntot ng pagi, and etc. could work. As for the crocodiles, though, the only piece of advice I have in mind is to keep your eyes peeled and not randomly dip your feet in any riverbanks. That calm forest riverbanks might look like paradise, but if you learn anything from today's episode, pretty surroundings can hide some sneaky dangers. So please, be careful. And that concludes the 13th episode of the podcast about the creepy and unique Agalon Hayopan. Once again, this is a short episode because there is not much info about this creature, but I hope you still enjoyed listening. I hope you learned something new that there is a lazy aswang out there that uses crocodiles to hunt for food. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you did enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Or you can always become a patron member and get cool benefits. Just head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod or you can always donate via Gcash. The information will be posted in the description. Once again, thank you to my dearest patrons and to you, my dear listeners. Thanks for continuously supporting the podcast. Please stay safe. This has been Ethan, and thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast. Join me next time to discuss more Philippine creatures. Bye!